This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning, here for a podcast, is brought to you by The Boy. Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. too. (laughs) The shade. Yeah, you do too. I just want to know, do you know somebody named... Um, You know his name. You definitely know I know his name. I just want to let you know that he's mine. No, no, no. (laughs) He's mine. Come on. Listen, Monica is my girl. I have Monica forward and back. But I believe Brandy is going to win this versus battle. Somebody had tweeted, can we just go on and acknowledge that the boy was Monica's? <laughs> and then I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, even if the boy, if the boy was Brandy's, he's now Monica's <laughs> because <laughs> shit, Brandy ain't gonna take him. Monica will fight Brandy. Monica has fought Brandy. Let's start there. Woo. And <laughs> she'll fight Brandy again. Apparently she's gonna fight her again on uh, at the end of this month. So I this is the the best versus battle out of 2020 ever. Ever. You have to resurrect some bitches to get a better versus battle at this point. Like we're never we're we're never gonna get a better versus battle. So I I'm excited for it. Uh I hope they're shade. Um I hope that Brainy's equipment fails a little bit. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> You know, like I want her to have the um uh who's that girl shit that was uh phasing out? Who was it that was in that versus battle and uh Teddy Riley? Yeah, Teddy Riley. Uh, yeah, Teddy Riley. And then they had to restart it. <laughs> start, stop, start, stop. I, I want that for Brandy's equipment. I want that for Brandy's equipment, yes. That's racism. No, it's not. Moving forward. <laughs> My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and, of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N, a.k.a. Derwin's Jockstrap. Get into that. Hmm. B.K.A. The Reporter from The Upside Down. Because we are in the upside down right now. Yeah, actively. I am I'm reporting live from the upside down. Uh thank you guys for listening to Here for a Podcast this week. We greatly appreciated it. Um we took a break last week, but if you would like some of our content, it is currently posted on our Patreon. We uh recorded content last week for Patreon. And so if you would like to catch up on that content, you can get over to our Patreon, which will be listed below. Um, Our icebreaker this week is uh, coming from the HBO Max show, I May Destroy You, which we have talked about multiple times here. We love the show. Um, In one of the previous episodes, we're getting some trans men representation. That was so good. Ooh, it was very good. It was very good. good. Um, and 
it struck up an interesting question for me, which I thought would be a great icebreaker for us this week. Uh, would you let a trans man peg you? Like she said on the show, I can't say no or I'll be trans. I'm just trying to make it relate to the show. Devil's a joke. But um, would I let a trans man peg me? I don't know. It depends on the experience. I'm, it depends on the energy. So if, if I like them enough to date them, then sex is a part of that. So yes, but it would be my first time doing it. So I can't, I can't commit to this, like ever doing it past the one time where I would do it to see if it's something that I could possibly enjoy. But I'd, I'd do it to say, to, to know if I, if I could do it or not. Well, you know, I like his energy. Let me give this a try for love. Hashtag get the strap. The things we try for love, I'm willing to try. So, I mean, I didn't think about it until I saw the episode because, so in the episode, um, there's a trans man that we don't I, know that it's we don't know that is a trans man, this man that she's attracted to. Yes, there's a uh, one of the female characters is attracted to a trans man. She did not know that he was a trans man, and then she finds out that he's a trans man. And so that's what started turning the wheels in my head of, well, would you, I mean, if this date goes well, y'all go back home, he gonna have to get the strap and get to work. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I don't know. And then I was like, well, I love Lake Ashley. Lake Ashley could get the strap. And I yeah, Lake said, um, He's not getting that surgery because no. the success rate is kind of low and the nerve is it'll be probably more nerve damage and it will be like good nerve feeling down there. So and I would not want like Ashley to get the surgery. I would <laughs> let me move. Um <clears throat> we love you, Late. We do, we really do love you. And, and we really love um I may destroy you too, because the way that they brought it up, they yes. I feel like they, did they didn't have to, yeah they didn't have to talk about um, the trans man perspective, but they did because uh, so many other shows do not and do not address uh, trans man sexuality and trans men trans men being normal um, the way that I may destroy you did. So uh, great job, HBO, HBO Max. Uh, the show was great. Uh, I love the questions that it raised. I love the topics that it braised. Um, and I hope to continue to see more of it. Um, our affirmation this week. Um, damn, where did it go? She ran away from me. Hope for the hopelessness. Hope for the hopelessness. Um, I wanted to to bring this episode uh, back to you guys and and talk to you about hope because I know that this is a time where hope can be very lacking and in short supply. Um, but I wanted to hit you with an MLK quote, Martin Luther King: um, "Only in the darkness can you see the stars." So Martin Luther King Jr. said that uh, 40 years ago, wait, yeah, 45 years ago. Um, so even in these dark times, there are still glimmers of hope for you to find. You may have to squint. You may have to put your glasses on 
or you may have to get a telescope. But hope is on the horizon. So uh, I hijacked a little bit of MLK for that, but the rest of it, um, I wanted to telegraph to people that are feeling a little bit hopeless right now. I absolutely understand and identify um, because, girl, if you know what, what what's going on, girl, I understand. So I will move on from that, move on and up. That is our affirmation this week. Um, thank you guys again for supporting our podcast. Um, I do have a word of the day this week. W-E-R-D. I was like, wow. I thought you would get to the word of the day. Okay. I'm moving, I'm moving in circles. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm moving in circles. W-E-R-D, our word of the day this week is Wingardium Leviosa. Mary. I know you don't know it. <laughs> what? I don't think, yeah, you're not a Harry Potter fan. But to my Harry Potter fans out there, they know what they know the, the term. Wingardium Leviosa. So there is a typical Harry Potter definition of Wingardium Leviosa. And then there's the Urban Dictionary definition of, of Wingardium Leviosa. The Urban Dictionary version is the act of causing a male to have an erection without touching his penis in any way. Wingardium Leviosa. So the Harry Potter version is like lifting something up with your magic wand. Mm-hmm. The Urban Dictionary version is lifting something up <laughs> without a magic wand. <laughs> Look how the girls be crossing intersections. Intersections, yes. bro. Intersections. Black, black magic. Black magic. Black That's good. I like that. Black. I like the Urban Dictionary one. I believe you do. <laughs> I believe you do. Um, <clears throat> so, again, uh, last week we took a um, beat we took a minute off, but we did not take a minute off of our Patreon, so you can get over to our Patreon. Um, if you did not get your feel up here for a podcast last week, uh, we would like to announce this week that we are doing a September giveaway. Yeah, how you doing, Wendy? For our Patreon subscribers on September 30th. If you want access uh, to this giveaway... Um, and bonus content, please sign up over on our Patreon. Um, we are giving away a secret gift. We're not telling you what the gift is. And you know what? I was just about to ask, what did we agree that the gift was? <laughs> My memory is horrible. Oh, I, I know. I, I was like, what did we agree to? <laughs> but it's going to be something good, though, because I remember when we picked it, we thought, oh, it's going to be good. So, okay. You might get a dick, <laughs> you might get a dick pic. You might get a gift card. You might get merch. You might get a combination of all of all of the above. Okay, you might right. get all of these things. So, if you would like to be a part of Here for a Podcasts uh, September giveaway, get over to our Patreon right now, and we will announce the winner after September thirtieth, the following episode. Okay, we are giving away stuff. So. You can go over to Patreon and get content, and you can get actual stuff to your house and to your email address right now. Okay. That's smart. Yes. Um, <clears throat> our first story of the day. I, I just well, let's go ahead and get to it because I've been. Mm. 
Atlanta Pride is still happening this year. Atlanta Pride was going on at the beginning of the year. Atlanta Pride was then canceled because of uh, Miss Rona. And then the girls decided, you know what? Let's bring it back. Atlanta Pride is happening um, this Labor Day weekend. Uh, So is some Pride-like activities here in D.C. I won't say it's Black Pride or D.C. Pride, but they are doing Pride-like activities here in D.C. this this, uh, Labor Day weekend as well. So D.C. Pride and Atlanta Labor Day weekend, typical Pride hotspots like we typically and I, and I mean hotspots in jail. <laughs> I mean I mean them in all kinds of ways. Partying because the DC is popular for Labor Day weekend for partying, but it's during this kind of world. Oh Queen Latifah warned us in this kind of world. You got the run around as well. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So it's getting ready to be two hot spots. Atlanta <laughs> Atlanta and DC because the girls are deciding I'm tired of staying at home. I'm going to go put these coochie shorts on. I am going outside. And um, Atlanta Pride is now being headlined by the captivating city girls. Yes, the same homophobic city girls. Yes, the same non-performing city girls. Yes, the same in the middle of a pandemic Black gays are the only check that I can get right now. City girls. The city girls are heading headlining Atlanta Pride. I don't know. I don't know how or why any of y'all would be willing to risk it all to go to Pride in Atlanta to see the city girls. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk a fucking a garbage bag to go see the city girls right now. To see the city girls in concert, y'all really y'all getting on planes, getting on buses, stealing people's cars, uh moving money around. You know you gotta do that a little bit of that too. <laughs> scamming, <laughs> mopping, whatever you would like to call it these days. Y'all doing all that to go see the city girls in Atlanta right now? Huh? The city girls? They're going to stand in one spot, probably not even going to rap to the same track, the City Girls in Atlanta. I hope they don't listen to this before they perform it. You're not inspiring them to be any better. I'm, I'm trying to inspire them to stay the fuck at home. Stay at home. What? Atlanta. I, so the same thing here for D.C. So it's not just Atlanta. I'm not just throwing shade at Atlanta. I'm saying the same thing for things going on here in D.C. I even had people telling me, oh, I'm coming to um, D.C. this weekend. I hope to see you. you. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. Mm-mm. And you think I'm going to be out here running around playing with y'all? So the point that uh, I would like to get in, and, and I, I, I'm going to move on to something else here in a minute. I don't want this to be completely too serious, but it is a serious topic. But running around maskless is more risky than raw. Talk about my pussy talk in English, Spanish, and French. <laughs> Remember, like when when raw dogging was such a crime, and I can't believe y'all out here having sex with well, our condoms. 
That's Remember still that? my ministry. That's still I still am see? saying that. See, okay, well, okay. See, look at it. We got a deacon, deacon right here, a deacon to the choir right here. Raw dogging was just. Oh my god, I can't believe y'all have raw sex. It's a deacon right here on on the show. I just want y'all to protect yourselves. I just want everybody to be okay. I just want everybody to be okay. I just want that's the goal. The goal is just for everybody to be okay. And I just there, praise the Lord that Truvada and Discovery are here now. And, and that's where I'm so, going. Is there is prep and over a hundred medications to actively treat HIV? Mm-hmm. What's got to do with the girls? <laughs> Patience. Okay. It has, it has everything to do with City Girls, actually. <laughs> uh, you know what? The hundreds of thousands of people who die from coronavirus have prayers, thoughts, and prayers. They have nothing. There's no prep. There is not a hundred medications out there for coronavirus. There is nothing. Thoughts and fucking prayers. But y'all want to go see the City Girls. Y'all want to go twerk in Atlanta. What? I don't understand. I don't understand. And I would love for someone else to help me understand. Uh, because it's not the same thing. Even if we are comparing HIV and coronavirus, it's not the same things. There are actively a hundred medications for people that have HIV right now. A hundred medications. There's PrEP if you don't even have HIV, so you don't get HIV. We don't have nothing for coronavirus. Not a goddamn thing. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I gotta get out the house. If you don't go sit on the goddamn lawn and listen to the city girls, just listen to them on your headphones if you if that's what you feel in your spirit. Otherwise, go off. I just, I don't understand it. I'm, I'm only trying to mitigate and hopefully mitigate people from dying because yeah. we don't we don't get to grow no more black men. It's not like, well, okay, well, twenty black twenty black gay men died last weekend or two hundred black gay men died last weekend. We don't fucking get to grow some more. We that's it. That'll just be well, we have to depend on straight people to uh help us procreate. <laughs> <laughs> See the girls. <laughs> so stay all ass at home. Um, the next story. <clears throat> I thought it was funny. Um, I'm gonna lean it to uh, gay shit here in a minute, but it's a straight story. The story is um, quote unquote Instagram model. I hate I hate when people say Instagram model because. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if she just models on Instagram or not. Maybe she's not published. Everybody's not a published model like you. Okay. <laughs> um, her name is AJ. A Y Y Y E J A E. If you want to look her up and find out who she is or find out her story, uh, she was on a, another podcast earlier this week. Well, last week. At this point, um, where she revealed that she had given blowjobs to seven members of the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns is an NBA team. So what she had said was um, she was fucking a basketball player in a hotel room. No, she was fucking somebody on the management team. Sure. Someone and then the players. Affili- 
Yeah, yeah affiliated with the basketball team. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then some old niggas from the basketball team came in and she was like, okay. And started I think it was day. her birthday. It was her birthday week or something. Yes. They was in Vegas for something. It yes. was her birthday, I think it was. Uh-huh. And she said celebration. Dick, dick all around for me. And allegedly sucked all the dicks to completion. Meaning everybody came on her in her mouth or around her. Oh man. Something. So everybody got everybody, everybody got what they wanted. Allegedly. <clears throat> straight Twitter, straight black Twitter had a field day and was like, I can't believe she said this. I can't believe she did this. Where's her honor? Oh my God. I would never. How could she do this? Ah, blah, 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 blah. I'm proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> what? And and that's why I, I I wanted to highlight the story because I'm proud of her. <laughs> I'm proud of Vegas. Her. She fucked multiple basketball players. She seven seven plus. So she admitted to seven, but we already knew she was already fucking again someone that was affiliated with the team before the seven walked in that she sucked. So that's at minimum eight. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. If you like sucking dick. Oh, look, I'm still waiting on the game. The worst <laughs> That's what I'm going. saying. Is, I'm, if you like sucking dick and it's your birthday and seven rich, tall, fine ass niggas come in and put their dick in your face, who would be mad at that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Colorful commentary. I don't. How, how could you be mad at that? And I'm not mad that she was proud to tell it because the niggas who put their dicks in her face, they're very proud. They're mm-hmm. very proud to tell the story of, oh, remember that time we walked in to the hotel room and that bitch was naked and she was fucking at homeboy and then we all took our dick out and then she sucked it and then we came on her face. They, they will proudly tell that story to the day that they die. So why can't she have the same pride? And yup, sucked all them dicks. You sound like you responded to a wet ass pussy uh, tweet. You know the girls are having the same conversation around WAP about women do get to be proud of their experiences and. No, well, yeah, I'm okay with that too. Um, I just thought that this was more pointed and poignant because. She had a real experience. Like WAP is fiction, because um, we don't we don't know what's going on down mm. there. Cars legs. So, but we know what really did happen with this young lady. She really did have a lot of penises in her face, and uh, a lot of come after that, and was proud to tell the story. So. I applaud her. Uh, she might be my hero for the the month of August. Uh, next, I want to talk about queer imposter syndrome. <clears throat> if you have not heard of queer imposter syndrome, it is defined as the psychological phenomenon of self-doubt that causes a person to feel like a fraud involving their sexuality or where they may find themselves on the spectrum. Um, 
I thought this one was important because um, we do see a lot of people being shamed for their level of gay in social media or in the media of, oh, well, that's not really, like, you're not gay gay. You're just a little bit gay or, oh, you're bisexual, so you're not, like, you're not really gay. So <clears throat> the syndrome uh, takes place where people don't feel like they really are a part of the queer community um, or on the LGBTQ plus spectrum because other people deem that they're not or um, have they've been made to feel that they're not. And uh, I thought that it was an important topic for us to braise because... Um, the syndrome is a real thing. It's a it's a real thing of people feeling like, okay, well, you know, since I'm not film film, I'm not gay gay. Then I feel like I'm not quite in the community. So you can still come down to see City Girls with us, sir. You can still come down. <laughs> um, so there was a video on Twitter. I think it want to. I want to say it was. And so the guy, the video starts out the video was like, dude, we're gay, but we're not gay, gay. Like, watch this guy. And when he comes and gives us our coffee, he's going to say, thanks, have a great day. And then so the guy comes and gives him their drink and says, um, have a great day. And then they just busted out laughing at how, I guess, how feminine the guy sounded when he said have a great day. But I mean, like, girl, Starbucks want me to tell you this, girl. I don't got nothing else to say to you. Girl, I took your money already. So as long as I got your money, here go your coffee, bitch. Bye, move. It's another car behind you. But if, but I guess because he was feminine presenting, I guess his level of gay is laughable for TikTok or Instagram reel, whatever mm-hmm. girls are doing. So okay, all right. Well, here we are. Here we fucking are. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and so it can it can go both ways. It can be in the positive and in the negative as far as someone knowing I'm gay, gay. And then someone thinking, oh, well, since I talk light or I talk lighter, then I guess I'm gay. But your mannerisms don't mean your sexuality. Um, so queer imposter syndrome, look it up. Look it up, y'all. Yeah, it's a disease. It was a syndrome, but (laughs) it's literally called a syndrome. (laughs) Um, Next, I want to spotlight a TV show that is coming up that I'm excited for because, girl, we don't have much to be excited for coming up. But we know that this is happening and it is actually coming out on TV. Uh, The show is called Equal. E-Q-U-A-L Equal, like equal rights Um, It uh, Is going to be exploring The history of queer rights And queer events Uh, It is going to When is it? October Fuck I want to say October 1st Sometime in the month of October, girl, um, get y'all get y'all shit together. Um, the the cast includes a whole bunch of um, LGBTQ people, including Haley uh, Sahar, 
who was going to be playing Sylvia Rivera. I stand. So Haley Sahar is from Pose. Haley Sahar is the the trans woman that plays Lulu on Pose. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be playing Sylvia Rivera on this show uh, coming in October uh, alongside a cast of other LGBTQ people. Uh, uh, it's also produced by Isis King. Again, we know she does great things. Produced by Greg Perlanti. We know he does great things. Um, they're going to um, show the aftermath of the Stonewall uprising. Um, and they're going to focus on little to known um, heroes in the LGBT community uh, that we know about and that we don't know about. And I think that is absolutely amazing to kind of like see reenactments of these things with actors and with like a production value uh, that HBO has. So if you're looking for something new to watch, uh, something gay to watch, look out for Equal coming to HBO in October um, I'm excited to see what Haley does with Sylvia Rivera. I am very excited. Uh, <clears throat> they're also going to be doing um, a little bit of Marsha P. Johnson. Uh, shout out to Marsha P. Johnson. Uh, happy belated birthday to Marsha P. Johnson. Her birthday was just a, a couple days ago. Um, I, I want to see this because we get like so many other reenactments of other things that either ain't true or no one cares about i'm like i don't want to see no more civil war reenactments my love like we know what the fuck y'all was fighting about and we know why y'all lost and how y'all lost i don't care about that no more and they passionate about that flag child the loser flag indeed um um, also i am very very excited for george M. Johnson. Uh, we have talked about him multiple times on the show. Uh, current icon in the gay community. Uh, he has been approved. His his book uh, has been approved by the Board of Education of Somerville High School in New Jersey uh, to be taught as curriculum. So the, the book, uh, All Boys Aren't Blue, which is a New York Times bestseller, Amazon bestseller, all-around great book. Um, <clears throat> He's working on a it, series, like, lightly based around the book or something like that. He's putting work with Gabriel Union to make it something yeah. on the TV. So Yeah, an actual Lots TV going show. on over there. Yeah, a lot. But the, the thing that is going on right now is this book is about to become a part of curriculum. Yeah. Like you have to get this book to pass someone's class. That's monumental because do you know how many other nonfiction books, non LGBT affirming books you I've had to buy? Okay. All of them. Every all of them. Every book. I ain't never had to buy a book that was LGBT. For a course class. In all of my college years, in all of my high school years, in all of my middle school years, none of them. They all had to be white based, mostly, unless it was yeah. African American studies, and definitely heterosexual based. And now, um, 
one of us has a book that that is being studied in school. And I I, I stand. I'm absolutely here for it. Uh, George Johnson. I'm I'm proud of it. I'm absolutely here for it. The book is a great book. Uh, if you guys have not read the book, um, please go get it. Uh, All Boys Aren't Blue is an amazing book. Um, and it's being taught in schools now. So y'all might as well get ahead of the curve. I'm here for it. So, I mean, well, you said a lot. You said everything. Um, <clears throat> well, lastly and finally, um, fuck Ed Buck. Ed Buck is uh, still present on this earth for whatever reason. Uh, he's still not facing any trial anytime soon. Uh, his current trial date is still scheduled for January. Uh, I am still on the execute Ed Buck train. Uh, I believe that his case is open and shut. Uh, and I don't understand why we're still spending, spending tax dollars to keep him here. Hashtag execute Ed Buck. Convict them first and execute them. Well, I'm not. I'm not convinced that they even gonna convict his ass. So that's why I, I move past going trying to collect. <laughs> um, this week in sexual health, I do have a sexual health note. Um, I was playing on the internet, and um, I found T Lube. Um, T-Lube is a water-based natural lubricant designed for transgender men's daily use or for intimate lubrication, adding moisture and comfort for a healthy genital environment. The aloe and... I don't think they spelled that right. The aloe-infused formula is specifically created for soothing regular or periodic dryness due to added testosterone slash hormone replacement therapy so there is a whole lubricant on bedroomcandy.com yes that candy Mm -hmm. candy got trans lube that might be good for anybody you him her his all of everybody, all of the above, um, that um, is natural and can help with all of the things that you might need lubrication for. So, are you going to get you some tea lube for your chakra? I want to say, I don't know um, that experience, but I do. I'm really glad that um, that there are more options for trans people. And I'm glad that it's coming from... Um, because I, I, I know she won the mass singer that she put out a, a song with Todra Call that was about being prideful and being happy and stuff like that and so for now for her for it to go from her music and now into her bedroom candy products I think the LGBT inclusion is definitely something to be commended um, by a really good businesswoman. confirmed um, I, I think it's great for her to be in this market where there is no other competitors because nobody nobody else is thinking about trans people and sex products. Even like these big, the Adam and Eve's and 
you know, all these other big um, mm-hmm. toy companies and um, sex product companies and shit like that. They're not thinking about trans people, unfortunately, but she is. And that makes it a monopoly. Like, literally, if you want to get some trans products, go to bedroomcandy.com and you can get you some trans products. And so I'm absolutely happy for her. I'm happy that she's doing it. Um, I'm happy to see the product because the product looks really good. It, the ingredient list looks like this is good for anybody, trans or non-trans. So I'm absolutely here for it. It's my sexual health this week. You yeah. What's the song for your soul? The song for my soul is um, just flat out Brandy. Almost doesn't count. Um, <laughs> Brandy, you got to look now, Brandy. You got to play it at the concise time. Like you, It can't be the first one you start with. It got to be track 9 or 11 after we always got settled in and had a glass of wine. Then you just got to take us down there. Almost made you love me. Almost made you cry. Almost made you happy, babe. Didn't I? Didn't I? And just, just take me through it. Just take me through it, Brandy. Just take me through it. So I'm hoping that Brandy will get a good moment in the verses and play almost doesn't count because, girl, it it ain't never happened, never will. Almost just won't get you there. Um, <clears throat> well, almost won't count because I don't <laughs> think that she's going to win that round uh, because the moment that Monica plays walking out my life, then girl, <laughs> Brandy might as well walk on out that versus battle. <clears throat> um, the song of my soul is, uh, quite a bit different, definitely from a, a different city girls. <laughs> no, from a real artist. Uh, and, um, from, 1987 decades passed before the city girls were even uh a cream pie named mama's pussy what harsh language whoa okay i can say say what i want (laughs) i can say what i want so they weren't even a mistake in their mama's pussy before then um this is from an iconic artist again from 1987 amazing album amazing artist he said until the end of time I'll be there for you. You own my heart and mind. I truly adore you. If God one day struck me blind, your beauty I'll still see. Love is too weak to define. Love what you mean to me. From the first moment I saw you, I knew you were the one. That night I had to call you. I was rapping till the sun came up. Till you telling you, just how fine you look in a word, you were sex. All of my cool attitude you took, my body was next. You made love to me like you was afraid. Was you afraid of me? Was I the first? Was I your every fantasy? I truly adore you by Prince, the iconic, the immortal, the incomparable prince adore song for my soul uh here for it yeah i i mean i can't really even you know like, explain I mean, it's a prince you're really just gonna have to play it and like get the vibe yeah like, <laughs> play it. 
if you if you know the song, play it just because because it'll bring back so much if you already know the song. If you've never heard Prince Adore, do yourself a favor, go over to Prince Adore right now. Turn everything else off, close your eyes, listen to the music. It is music, like music, music, real music. Prince Adore. What are you here for this week? I got, I got, I got two things. One, I'm not here for, and one is a question. So, um, Black Professor Danielle uh, Morgan at Santa Clara University was forced by police to prove she lives in her house. So, this was published in the Washington Post, where I saw it. Um, her brother had quarantined for 14 days, and he came to town to visit um, his sister and his nieces and nephews. So then he got up one morning and had a meeting where she works. Well, as the story turns out, she lives in corporate housing across the street from the university because they gave her a job. So, you know, she's on her way to becoming tenure. So, girl, we got corporate housing. Come stay at this house so you can find you a house. You know, that's corporate housing. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. So um, her brother had an early morning meeting. So he left out the house and went to the park across the street. Did he know that there was university campus? Maybe, maybe not. Does it matter even? So he um, was he was in the middle of his meeting, and then the police officers told him to end his Zoom call, end his Zoom call, and he needs to get moving. And so, all right, so he gets up, he ends his, his Zoom meeting, gets up, and just starts walking away. And then so one police car turned into four police cars as he's mm-hmm. walking down back across across the street. <laughs> one police car turned into four police cars. And then so he um, knocks on the door to the house and he tells his sister, um, they out here saying that um, you need to come vouch for me. What? What is going on? So Miss um, Fuentes goes, a black woman, she goes to get her white husband and he comes to the door and asks what's going on. And the police officer says that she needs to prove that she works at the university. She needs to go get her her damn faculty member ID because they saw him playing around in the bushes and he looked homeless. Sweetie, if I was playing around in bushes and homeless, then how could you? You definitely interrupted my damn job interview, ma'am. If if, if that's what was happening, you definitely interrupted me fixing my life, and you ain't helping the situation by turning one police car into four police cars. And then the neighbors had to come outside and film all the neighbors coming up just in case. Nowadays, you got to film just in case. And, there, and then well, the yeah, that's what happened last night with the, the with, with, no, it was the night before last with the young man that got shot seven times in the back. Everybody was filming it. So, and who was right there? A black woman. Anyway, so she was right, she was right there behind him. This is not right. This isn't, but anyway. Um, so then the white husband says, Well, my neighbor just came outside. You didn't ask him to see his. Why? And the police officer goes, oh, Of course not. I don't need to see. I don't need to see his. But he a neighbor. And so the neighbor ended up saying she lives there. That and then so they talking about they call um additional police cars for their safety. Sweetie, if I'm playing in bushes and I'm homeless, how unsafe are you, sweetie? <laughs> it's just, the situation just was so crazy and crazy. And so the neighbors had to de-escalate the situation because the the man couldn't, the girl who worked at the university couldn't, the husband, they weren't really feeling him. But and so the neighbors had to come together as a community and say, like, if y'all can get the fuck off this goddamn street at this early in the fucking morning, get away from over here. <laughs> 
So I'm absolutely not here for it. And these situations, it's like <sighs> black men are not safe anywhere. Black w- women are not safe anywhere. Especially black- in Jeffree Star's house. And so just um, I just saw a video like an hour or so ago. Some trans women out in California got beat up just because they were trans. Of course, only because they were trans is why they got beat up. But then I saw another video. I think that was like yesterday. Some straight dude approached this D.C. girl in the street and he on U Street. (laughs) He he got whooped. So then the girls like celebrate this black queen. Send her somebody to her cash app. And everybody's like, I just sent her 20. Everybody will sit at her mother like this right girl. Show these mofos. So just we don't have time for all the, the fighting against each other when we still have to come together and fight this bullshit. Shot seven times in the back. The person who broke up the fight, glad the police showed up. So he going to get his car girl because he got things to do. His children in the back seat. The police were, so here's, without getting too far into the weeds of that situation, <laughs> it's just, again, that could be a whole nother episode. The police were mad that how dare you, how dare you, you nigger, you nigger, how dare you not listen to me? Did he break any laws? No. Was he being was he, was he being arrested? Oh. No. But how dare you, you black bastard nigger not listen to me when i'm telling you come over here and talk to me about this i want to i want to talk to you about what i was called i don't have nothing to do with that sir that's what he was that's the young man um blake his last name is blake i believe his last name is blake um he was walking away and was like i'm going to get in my car i broke up the fight i'm done here i'm going to get my car y'all Police niggas, y'all police people, y'all can work that shit out. And they were pissed because he was like, uh, no. I, I know how situations go with the black men and the police, so I'm trying to get away from this. I'm trying to get away from this. My kids are in the car. My kids are in the car. I'm getting away from this. I am going to go get my car. I'm going home. The police were mad. How dare you? As a citizen of the United States of America, Shell. <laughs> tell us what you not gonna do, what you black ass not gonna fucking do. And so, got shot in the back seven times, and now uh, they they report paralyzed he is below the waist, paralyzed below the waist, still alive, but paralyzed below the waist. <sighs> so my second one is a question. So this white photographer over in Italy, um, he posted to um, what's his name, Mister Freddie Crave with a K. So find him on Instagram. So he was saying that um, the people were in his comments dragging him, saying that he only photographed um, white men and all this and trying to drag against Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff. So then he started. Um, it, he said it's very. He said it's difficult in Italy because there's not a lot of black people over there. But he made a conscious effort, giving his audience his request to get more black models. And then so he said, well, y'all begged and begged, but look at the engagement rate. I mean, like, this picture of this white model got 15,000 likes and 2.4K saves, because y'all saying y'all want to come back and look at this later. But this picture of this black model only got like 3,000 likes. And then so he posted another picture. Look, this picture of this white model got 26,000 likes. Instagram even showed it to twice the amount of people 
the the reach or something i think they call it and so it reached more people and more people liked it but the picture of this black model wasn't getting any likes so instagram didn't reach out to no more girls but y'all trying to drag me for saying i only photograph white people but look at look at look at this this he was saying that it was racism in the lgbt community he was citing that he was like this is a clear sign that there's racism in the in the gay community and something needs to be done about it. But I was like, I don't know what to... I see his outrage. He has a point. But I I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix it. But I, I agree with him. There is a racism in the LGBT community. And those Instagram data, I'm not here for the way that it presented. Especially after the people begged and begged for more models of color. But what do we do? How do we... It sounds very noir male to me. Um, like noir male uh, got all the backlash, including backlash here on this show. Uh, and then they were like, "Oh, well they they want to see black on black. I got black on black for you." And I'm like, no, no. "It seems very that's very performative." And so when it's performative and it's not real, then people react the same way. It's like, "Oh, okay, well, you just doing shit to be doing shit. I don't have to like really respond to it." And so. Without seeing these images, um, I don't know is the if the quality is any oh, different. Oh, great, great, amazing photographer. Yes, amazing photographer. Yes. Okay. Um, well, I mean, we still have to recognize that colorism is a thing, racism is a thing outside of um, whether he's doing the right thing or not. So he could be doing the right thing and then be shooting people of color and then shooting white people and if he's feeling like he's making more money when he shoots the white people make the money off of that but know that your conscience and your soul is in the right place when you're saying okay I'm shooting black people I'm shooting brown people I'm shooting uh, yellow people I'm shooting purple people I'm shooting trans people I'm shooting everyone but if the white people is what's making me the money to pay my light bill cool but I'm artist and I'm an inclusive artist and as an inclusive artist I'm going to include everyone and maybe one day this other art will make me money or make me more prolific or make me at least something that someone will aspire to want to be like or want to see because they know that I'm not just uh, one of these artists that are out here just doing white shit because there's plenty of artists like that they are like well listen I'm going to stay in my white ass lane Okay, so I guess the ask here is, you guys, if y'all gonna be participating in call-out culture when a person tries to fix it, make sure you participate in that as well, maybe? Um, yes. It depends on how, how, how they tried to fix it. If they, if they made an honest effort in fixing something, yes. If it's just like a half-ass effort, uh, like, um, What's homeboy's name on um, Love and Hip Hop New York, where he was he's he was cheating on a butterfly girl, and then he moved homegirl into the building and they got her <laughs> pregnant. Like Peter Guns, yeah, yeah, her, her, yeah, him. And Amina Butterfly and I can't think right. of the baby mama. I can't think of the baby mama. I can't name. think of it either. I like, know the mistress name, <laughs> but that storyline is exactly <laughs> the point that I'm making. Is he was like, oh, but I'm trying to do better. Okay, but you're doing better is you move this bitch in the in the same apartment building, and you got her pregnant. So 
Again, I guess you're not like spending days outside of the house fucking other bitches because you just got to go downstairs to go fuck bitches. So I guess that's better. But it ain't really better. So that's the analogy that I'm trying to make is like, what is the work that really is being done? Are you doing like Peter Gunn's level work of, oh, look, I'm, I'm just doing less dirt. Or are you like really making positive change? Okay. I tried to make that hood as possible. <laughs> what are you here for this week? <laughs> uh, not Peter Guns. <laughs> Chill. Um, <clears throat> some of y'all are not going to like this, uh, but that ain't never stopped me from saying shit before, and it's not going to stop me from saying shit now. Um, can y'all stop with the I'm a fuck yo, I'm a fuck somebody's son. Or sit on somebody's son face shit. Can y'all stop saying that on the internet or in porn or anywhere or at any time? I don't understand with the infatuation with saying you're going to have sex with someone's son. No matter what age the son is. That is gross. If you are having sex with someone, they should be a consenting adult, <laughs> and we should hope. I mean, obviously they are someone's son, but you describing them as someone's son seems very pedophile-like to me. And it's very common now. And I, I, I just, I saw it, it's, I've been seeing it for months, and then I thought I was like... Baby, the Maryland storm, the thunderstorm, is you safe? <laughs> trying to wear us out um i've been seeing it for a while and i was like oh, okay well, it's, it's a little it's a small wave and it'll, it'll, it'll pass it'll pass but like it's it's like like an actual like term like a lot of people are using it and is popular and i guess people are getting off on it and i'm like how how is this sexy how is this attractive to be categorizing someone that you want to have sex with as 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 someone's excuse uh the weather y'all i can't control the weather i'm not storm um as son i'm like saying saying son to me seems so childish like that's a child you're talking about a child when you say i'm gonna fuck your son i want somebody's son to come sit on my face i'm gonna go fuck somebody's son what that's nasty. I'm not here for it. I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going with that. Um, but also, you know, like the incest porn now is like one of the top categories on all the websites. Again, that's exactly and what I'm So maybe the incest porn brought this about. Yes. And so they're describing incest and saying, and even if we go the opposite direction of saying someone's daughter, I haven't seen the daughter thing as much as I've seen the son thing. The son I've seen everywhere, all over the place. But that's also because. My circle, my sphere of influence is real gay, and so it's all gay boys and gay porn that I see. So they all talking about sons. Um, but incest, it's just why it's so much other porn out there you can be watching and beating to and emulating. You don't have to do incest porn. It's nasty. Just and I'm not trying to yuck your yum. And if you're admitting that that's your yum, then you have more 
psychology that you have to work through. <laughs> Stop me if I'm lying. Huh? If, if 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 incest is your yum and I'm yucking your yum, then you have more psychology to work through. Like my yucking your yum is not the problem. According to you. According to the psychologist that would be seeing you if, if you think that incest porn is cute. Oh, girl. Oh, my God. No, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm, I think I'm talking about the saying. The saying of the son thing. Is, 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 is the entry. But some people will see that. And I'm going to say, because you're saying it's a gateway drug. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Because you don't know when is really going to be someone's son that they fucking. Uh, I'm stepping away from that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm not giving you a... Why are you looking at me like I'm giving you a rebuttal of any kind? I just say I'm, I'm just moving away from it. I'm not here for it. <laughs> I'm absolutely not here for it. All right. Um, <clears throat> uh, if you have listened to all uh, 100 million episodes of this show, you know that we have come to our favorite part of the show. Uh, it is our last call. Uh, unfortunately, we cannot be in any bars anytime soon to do real last calls. And so we're going to do our last call with you. So make sure you pour your shot glass, your coffee mug, uh, your work. Oh, girl, Satan is trying to take me out of here. Um, pour whatever you got. Because it might be my last call. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Take the lead. We both are drinking tequila. Um, <laughs> drink, drink whatever uh, you can afford and uh, be responsible as much as you can. Uh, my last call as probably my co-host Last call is probably the same. Uh, Laissez le bon temps rouler. Let the good times roll. Uh, that was the entrance phrase of the Bayou Princess. Um, Chichi Levain. Uh, she was a competitor, an all-star, a creator, and a trader for a season. Come on. Chichi uh, Levine is Levine? my. Oh, did I fuck that up? Chichi Levine. Levine. Who is Levine? The porno dude? No. Kyle Levine? Kyle or something? Oh, no. <laughs> Talk about disease. Um, Stop judging people. Well, that's we not, that anyway. that's not a judgment. <laughs> I don't do Did you anyway. see the video of him and Zell Swag from Love Him? <laughs> what is going on, Zell Swag? This last call is to Chichi Devane. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> focus around on focus. Uh, Chichi Devane, uh, unfortunately, uh, passed away this past week. And uh, she's my last call because she was an amazing, 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 amazing drag queen. Again, all-star um, competitor. Um, hilarious. Um uh, 
literally could make things from nothing. And if that didn't tell you anything about her character, anything about her creative power, I mean, the ability to make anything out of nothing and to have nothing and to make all the things that she made, Mm. that's a superpower. She came to RuPaul's Drag Race with almost nothing. And she was competing with girls that came with like $50,000 kits of things. Like they had spent tens of thousands of dollars to compete on TV on RuPaul's Drag Race. And Chi Chi Devane basically came with a fucking trash bag of things and made a name for herself. Um, so I'm sad to see a queen like that go. Um, rest in power. Uh, definitely rest in peace. Unfortunately, I never got to see her perform live in person. I would have loved to see her perform live in person, but uh, we will always have the old YouTube videos. If you don't know who Chichi Devane is, look up Chichi Devane uh, on RuPaul's Drag Race season eight, eight or nine, and then All Stars three. Yeah. Well, definitely um, a good double last call. So I definitely support that. Um, loved her on the show. Wanted her to go far. Yeah. And she had an amazing lip sync. Um, um, and I'm telling you, she got the lip sync in front of um, uh, Jennifer Holliday. Yeah, I think I'm, yeah, I think I got that right. She got to lip sync in front of Jennifer Holiday, and it was an amazing lip sync. If you have never seen a Chichi Devane lip sync, go look up that lip sync. I think it was one of her best. But she has many great lip syncs. Uh, very athletic, uh, just charismatic. Uh, cared about her family. Was very family oriented. Uh, obviously, like I opened with um, a Louisiana soul sister, just. All around. Um, so we lost a, a good one there, unfortunately. Um, but we can celebrate her by going to go look at her art and going to go look at what she created and celebrating what she did do while she was on, on this earth. So she is my last call. That is this week's episode of Here For It Podcast. Make sure you guys are using the hashtag Here For It Hive when discussing the show on the internet. Follow the show on all the social media things at here for it pod of course here for it pod.com here for shop.com if you want some merch and here for it live.com Jill, i tell you i say the same thing when who knows <laughs> but um my name is ronald matters follow me on the internet at ronald matters and of course ronaldmatters.com and don't forget, if you guys would like to be in our giveaway, you can get over to our Patreon right now. We will be giving away things, something, maybe things. You'll find out come September 30th. But you I'm will find out. <laughs> you will not find out. You will not find out unless you get over to our Patreon right now. Uh, and we will be announcing uh, the episode after September 30th. Okay. Uh, the Patreon link will be below. I am the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N B K A the less problematic Martel. Um, 
if you know Martell Holt from. Um, I was gonna say, are you talking about Love and Marriage Huntsville? Yay! Love and Marriage Huntsville. Yeah. I was, he is so I was like, I can't believe the fucking other person that is more known as a Martell than me, well, besides Game of Thrones, I guess, is on Loving Marriage doing this fuck shit. God damn it. You out here fucking my name up. So I'm the less problematic Martell. <laughs> and this has been this week's episode of Here For A Podcast. We will see you guys again very soon. Thank you guys. Uh, take all your medications. I'm just going to say that. Uh, stay tuned. The revolution will be televised. Bye.